Welcome to the Love and Victory Show with Val, where we will bring you candid conversation. In each conversation, we will talk about real life ups and downs while tackling unresolved matters. We will also unmask issues and truly speak straightforward and candid about our needs and brokenness while allowing ourselves to exhale so that we can become victorious. This is a place where you can be open to the possibilities of living life in abundance while gaining tools to become bold and complete. So let's get to it. On today's episode, we will be having a candid conversation titled, Why All the Red Tape? I Just Want to Love My Grandchildren. Our special guests will be Nicole Washington and Coria Prime. Nicole Washington has a passion for social services. She is currently the director of Houston MCH Family Outreach. Coria Primes, a former CPS worker here in the Houston area. She is currently in the process of starting her own foster and adoption agency. Wow, super excited. Uh, I can't wait to get into this conversation with you ladies today. I want to find out a little bit about Ms. Coria Primes and this new uh, agency that you're starting, this new endeavor. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. Uh, right now, I'm in the process of uh, getting it started. Um, right now, uh, Ms. Carter, I'm... Um, trying to complete uh, my policies mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, uh, when you're trying to start your own foster adoption agency, you have to go through uh, minimum standards. And so with that said, um, I have everything completed, but right now I'm trying to complete my uh, policies. I didn't realize that it's uh, 480 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're working through that. I, I'm working through that. I'm working through that. So uh, overall, me and my sister, we're going to be partnering. And um, you probably know my sister, uh, Miss Washington. She also used to work for CPS, Mia Williams. So uh, she's very well known. And so um, we're going to start and try to get this done. So hopefully by the end of this year, early part of next year, we'll be. I'm super excited. Now, you know, I'm coming back. I'm going to dig in a little bit more on this uh, (laughs) adoption agency and foster care. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Miss Washington, tell me a little bit about your organization and what brought you here with me today. How? I mean, just tell me. So uh, the organization that uh, I work for is MCH Family Outreach. Mm-hmm. We're also known as Methodist Children's Home. Been okay. around for eighteen since 1890. It started out as an orphanage in Waco. Uh, we are in uh, Texas and New Mexico. We have about 13 different offices. Okay. Um, and we provide uh, f- uh, services to families. Okay. And one of the services is foster care. We're a foster care agency. And then the other part is our prevention side. Okay. And so I came to you guys because of a coalition that MCH is a part of, and that's called RAP. And that stemmed from, uh, we, we, we got involved with RAP because of our work um, in one of our prevention programs, which is called GAP. Uh-huh. And that is just standing in the gap with families that are serving someone else's, or excuse me, that is raising someone else's child that's not biologically theirs. Uh-huh. And we provide them with the case management services. Um, and then the other program in prevention is also family solution, and that is for birth families. 
Um, but Gap grew on me and, be, and it became something that I became, it was something that I became very passionate about because uh, we all know for generations there have been grandmothers that have been raising <laughs> either us or someone oh, else's yes. child. Yes, yes. Uh, if not the entire neighborhood. My grandmother was one, she'd leave her door open and if you were hungry, you come knock on the door and you get to come in, but you act right when you came in. <laughs> you had to have so, that behavior no, together. Right, you came and in. If and if you, you didn't have it right, she will help you get she it right. She will straighten you out real, real good <laughs> and then sit you down and feed you. Right, right, It right. almost seemed like that pop was never ending. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched my grandmother do that. So that, again, when that program came about, it, it became something that was very passionate for, for me because I saw that work in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, rap came to us about in 2017 and we got involved and we just – we became the chairperson for RAP, which is relatives as parents. We'll talk more about it when you're ready. And that was just the catalyst for uh, just setting some things in motion for uh, GAP and RAP and other agencies to all uh, be a, uh, something that a support for grandparents that are raising. And and not just grandparents, but kinship families. Mm-hmm. It could be an aunt, an uncle, a friend whomever is raising a child that is not biologically theirs. Well, I I really am excited about this because I know this conversation is going to take us somewhere and we're going to get a little deep about it. One of the reasons I really was excited when I saw that you were starting, uh, Corey, you were starting your uh, foster care agency and um, adoption agency. I was excited because I thought about you when I first met you and I saw that passion for children and caring, and, and there is, for me, there is no better person to be dealing with kids unless you have a heart. Mm-hmm. And I saw so much in the foster care CPS services that really it was just more about jobs with some of the workers. And I'm not here to bash CPS, mm-hmm. um, but I can speak as a grandmother mm-hmm. uh, and knowing kids and dealing with something like that firsthand and how painful it can be because all you want to do is just take care of your grandchild and the red tape and the well I'll just be candid I'm speaking from my own experience the abuse that they put the family the grandparent the children through the system and uh, they don't realize that it's abuse but it really is because the family is already broken down the child is going through some, they're afraid, and they just want to come home to something that's familiar. So with that being said, tell me, how do you see yourself with your new agency impacting those kids? Um, well, with me and my sister, we had decided that we we're going to be uh, different than other agencies. And since you discussed it, um, I know this is um, one of the ideas that I wanted to do is um, if the goal is family reunification, what we'll do is provide continuing services uh, for the families. And like you just said, Ms. Washington, you know, you have um, a program for kinship. It's going to be kinship and fictive kin. And fictive kin is just basically, you know, a friends of the family that wants to take uh, care of uh, the child that's in CPS custody. So we'll be providing, providing like, services for them because majority half of the time, and I'm not bashing CPS, they don't really provide uh, a lot of services. Right. And so it's very um, sad to say that once the child is back in the home 
and, you know, um, the family is unable to try to find services. And so it's very hard on them. So with our agency, me and my sister's agency, what we're going to do, we're going to provide continuing services for the families so they can, you know, get the needs that they need. And when you say continuous services, are we talking about um, housing? Are we talking about counseling? Are we talking yes, about clothes? Counseling. Whatever that need. Okay, yes, great. Ma'am. Counseling. Counseling. Um, if the child needs like any type of um, other services, um, maybe um, um, uh, problems with school, okay. um, just, you know, reaching out and providing them with services and resources out there for oh. the family. Okay, great, great. Well, yeah. I think you guys have been around a while, so you kind of have some things laid out there, correct, Ms. Cool. Washington? That is correct. That, uh, how are you helping with GAP, filling in the GAP? For those grandmothers, tell us where you can so, be of a resource. Sure, sure. So one of our, the GAP program, what we do is offer the families a case management program. Mm-hmm. And we saw just what Koya was saying, that uh, a lot of times we did the, we do the foster care piece very well. We have that down pat. We've been around long enough. We, we know the system, been in the system. But what we started seeing was the kids were being returned and some of the same uh, issues or some of the same poverty and some of the same mindset mm-hmm. was still there. And so what would happen, then they return to care, right. and then they come back out, and then they go back in. And it's detrimental not just uh, to the family but to the children as well, mm-hmm. and there's then there's multiple placements. So what we did, uh, Methodist Children's Home, what we've decided to do is create uh, pre- the prevention side of things so that families would have that continuing service. So birth families, they could get a case, ma- there's an intensive case management program that we have for them as well. But the other piece is for GAP, we know a lot of times those families, those kids are going back to grandparents, to aunts, to uncles, to friends, somebody in the neighborhood. Well, where are the services for them? So we have a case management program. We meet with the families once a month. And then uh, we talk to them on the phone every week. A lot of times, grandparents, they're already, they, they have skin in the game. Right, so, right. You right. know, it's not too hard. They're either going to do it or they're not no, going to do it. And exactly. I've had some grandparents tell me, I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. And But, but I, you know, you, you just got to coax them a little bit and <laughs> yes, be there yes. when they see uh, no, I kind of do need that. I changed my mind, you know, um, but to just to have that support. Mm-hmm. And so we offer them resources such as we, we stay connected with multiple various resources throughout the city for housing, for clothing, for food, that was going to for be, counseling. Yes. For, and we have a program, uh, TBRI, Trust-Based Relational Intervention. How do you come into the home? How, how do they nurture each other in the home? So we utilize nurture groups and just and parenting the second time around because it's different to parent your own child mm-hmm. as opposed to having to parent yes, somebody, somebody else's, else's child. child. Right. And so we offer those services to them. <clears throat> and when I say this case management, we are doing real work and if, and and uh, we were in support of we're in support of a grandparent support group uh, this lady holds a grandparent support group in Hiram Clark and we attend those meetings and we are there with those grandparents and we are listening uh, Deborah Dickerson is her name and it's grandparent support group she's mighty awesome and she's been doing this work because she's had to do the work for her wow. own four grandchildren. one of the things that I think is sometimes very difficult for the grandparent and I, and since I have you two professionals 
professionals in here that have dealt with this, is that you the grandparents are afraid because at the same time that's more than likely that's their, that's one of their children, that's their child, that's their grandchild. They want to help their child that may not be uh, doing the things that they've raised them to do or doing the things that they should be doing, or they can be in a dysfunctional relationship that uh, is exhibiting things uh, that can be harmful to the child. When you first walk into that environment, how do you separate what is really going on? What is the main goal for a caseworker or a social worker when they walk into the home and they see or you've received a complaint? Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you go in and you separate? How do you know whether or not it's a real issue or if it's just something made up? How do you separate that out? I guess that's a question for you. Either one of y'all to take. <laughs> Corey, you want to go with that? Okay. 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 Well, I, I was a case manager in the GAP program myself. Mm -hmm. And one thing I will say, like I said, the grandparents have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. They're not coming to play. If they've invited you in, they're looking for the help. Mm -hmm. That is a point where you, that is a time for us to develop a rapport with that grandmother. We will not go in there and point out what's wrong, what needs to be done. No, before the, the grandparent gets in. Correct. So as a caseworker, you walk into a situation, the child and say the parent, mm -hmm. and you have to determine what to do with this child. So you already have a complaint there. What happens next? Because a lot of times uh, that's the first time. I mean, you got the complaint. You're showing up. Now there is some disruption. Even if it is dysfunctional, it's some disruption for the child. You're either going to pull the kid out mm -hmm. or you're evaluating what's really going on in that home. Okay. For our agency, we don't do any of the removal from the home. Okay. So they've already so been removed. That is a CPS okay. thing. Um, and so we, we are there after the fact. Okay. And so our thing is they've been placed with grandmother. Grandmother received gotcha. our information. Kinship family received our information, and now they're looking for resources. Okay. And, so yeah. CPS, ex-CPS worker, mm -hmm. how do you determine if it's a real uh, issue or what's the next step when you get called to the home? Well, the, if it is an issue, what I'll do is maybe uh, speak with that individual and find out what happened. And then once... Um, that is uh, completely done, that's when I will figure out what to do. And most of the time when there's an issue like that, um, they'll end up maybe um, providing family, it's called family base, mm -hmm. and that's another department that's through CPS. And family base is just basically what they do is they provide services. Um, they'll provide like parenting services for the parent. It's not really they take the child away from uh, the home. They're just in foster homes, like maybe um, like 90 days of whatnot okay. until whenever um, the family, the, the parent is done with the services. And what they do is they monitor them while they complete the services. Okay. Now with me as a conservatorship, when I was there uh, with that, if, if I was still working at CPS, uh, what I would do is the same thing. Um, talk to the individual, find out what's going on, and then maybe try to find resources for them and maybe, you know, include the other family members and maybe include, like, other people that are willing to help this individual. 
Um, but I know with me experiencing um, a lot of things as a former CPS worker, I just felt that a uh, majority half of the time uh, the state, and I'm not bashing CPS. No, of course not. None uh, of us are. We're just really sticking I just candid. Feel that, I just feel that they, they um, I just felt that they failed um, a lot of uh, the families. Uh, they didn't give them like a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I experienced that as a as a caseworker with CPS. I had uh, a couple of um, uh, parents uh, that had cases um, that could have had a, a second chance. But, of course, uh, during the time that I was there, uh, I'm not going to say his name, but uh, there was a of judge course. that uh, practically believed in termination. Wow. And I thought that was unfair. Mm -hmm. And I even, you know, discussed it with, you know, the attorneys, even my supervisor, like, okay, like what's going on? Because it seems that I'm going out the way for this particular uh, individual. She's doing what she's supposed to be doing, but you guys are going to terminate her because she relapsed one time. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt that, um, with me having a voice and um, with me having a voice, uh, I guess that had me on desk duty uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the time because uh, I, I, was, I was just basically trying to advocate and try to figure out what was the reason why that they were trying to, you know, terminate uh, this individual. And so with that said, Ms. Carter, you know, uh, with me as a former case manager, I've, I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot, and I just felt that a lot of um, uh, families were set to, to be failed uh, in the system. Well, I think, what, would you say that a lot, and, and either one of you guys can jump in on that, do you think it has a lot to do with um, economics or uh, racial or what is it, or is just... Like you said, it just was probably just a bad judge or just maybe caseworkers are just kind of overloaded or uh, it's, with work. It's, it's a lot of. It's, it's a lot. It can I be. I don't think it's one thing. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's lot. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. And it becomes a generational thing. Yes. It's, it's more than just, you can't really, it's hard to put your finger on it when it's there's stuff that just happens, happens. over and over, over time. I think one of the things that I saw um in working or uh, trying to work with CPS on this, I I saw that it becomes almost monotonous, just kind of going through the process. You, I think people remove their heart out of it. You know, I think people start off with good intentions. Every, all of us do, you know. We all start off everything that we do with good intentions. But sometimes you can get so overwhelmed with just seeing things over and over and over again Sometimes you can become overcautious, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that some of in some of the cases that's probably what is happening with some of the families and, and and children. But I'm just so grateful to have people like yourself in here, both of you all, that said, you know what, we want to do something more than just talk about the problem. Mm-hmm. We want to be um, a resource and, and and put some things in action. So let's talk a little bit more about rap. Great, okay. great. So rap is, uh, I smile because I I, I saw really you get excited enjoy, every time I you hear that. that. <laughs> she loves it. It really is an awesome resource for, um, for kinship families. Mm-hmm. And so um, rap, which is relatives as parents, mm-hmm. it was started by a lady named Angie Grindon um, mm-hmm. with one of the local agencies. 
the agency uh, she was employed with for some time. In MCH Family Outreach became uh, began participating in RAP coalition meetings and conferences back in 2014. Angie retired. She asked MCH to become the chairperson over the coalition back in 2017. The purpose of RAP is to provide kinship families with support. That's anyone that's raising somebody else's children aunts, uncles, friends, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, postal lady, if she decided she find a baby and she want to raise a child mm-hmm. and she can't, oh, wow. she, then we will support that family. Um, the, the, this has been a generational support system, the grandparents, and I get really excited about, about oh, grandparents. Oh, we can tell, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been there and they do the most, mm-hmm. and I say that in a good way. And we must uphold their efforts to provide that care and that love um, to their grandchildren. RAP is a collaborative effort that brings together like-minded agencies from various counties um, for the purpose of supporting the kinship families. We meet monthly to share all information that we gather. Whatever we know, we share it with each other. The purpose is so that we can assist um, each other with serving the communities that we work that we work in and, and live in. Mm-hmm. In an effort to educate ourselves, we have monthly we have a visitor to come in and to talk to us about how they are serving uh, the community oh, and wow. what services they that they have. Um, that's so that we can educate ourselves so that we can take that information and, and disseminate it out grandparents. to grandparents or whoever. Sometimes, families. you know, mm-hmm. other families or other people, they benefit from it as well. Each speaker gets like a 15 or 20 minute time to present their services and to talk to us and to tell us how they benefit and how they can benefit the community. And then every year, this is like the most exciting thing, and it takes a lot of work, but we have a conference. Pre-COVID, we would have a conference for kinship families, absolutely free to them. All they have to do is register and show up. Oh, wow. We feed them breakfast. We feed them lunch. We have speakers. We have vendors there. We have a raffle at the end. And we're not just talking about people that uh, just come in and speak to them. We're talking about professionals. Oh, wow. So we have professionals that come in and they talk about mental health. We have a whole panel. That's, that's key. Yes. I'm sure. Yes. And we have a whole panel of CPS workers oh, that come. And they talk about the systems and how how the system is supposed to be. And those Grandparents, they get to stand up and ask their questions and speak out and pour their heart out about what has happened to them or to their family. Then we also have somebody from the gang task force. We have somebody to come in and talk about technology because we know the grandparents, they, they get the kids and the kids, they are tech savvy. And before you know it, they've got an app on the phone that looks like <laughs> one thing and it's something totally different. Well, and grandma doesn't even know. No. Well, it's funny you say that. And, and I think what's sticking out to me, you said gang, a gang task force. Why do you think, at, why is there a need? for the gang task force to be involved in this organization. It's so that grandparents or or family members can be aware of what they are seeing when their children come home from school or when they've been involved with a certain person, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe before care or during care, after care, whatever that looks like, so that they can see they've got on certain colors. There, there are certain uh, uh, words and slang, slang and tattoos are starting to appear. And, wow. and then there are things that we 
don't know that uh, a certain bandana means a certain color mm-hmm. or shoes, shoes or whatever right. it, it is. We have no clue. So it's just to educate them and say, hey, if you see these signs, then you need to get more involved and you need, or you need to contact um, this person or that person. We have legal aid to come in. We have somebody to come in from the child support division. And so we have real professionals to come in and we give the parents time um, so that they can ask their questions and speak and um, speak about what is going on. Then we have a, a peer support group that is someone that and is uh, that has done this already and they can say, hey, let me give you some advice. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about the support groups that you guys have and offer to the grandparents out there. And then I want to also speak with you a little bit more so you can tell us a bit more about your your agency and, and how we can help and support you and get the word out there about your agency. Welcome back to the conversation where we will continue the conversation between Nicole and Karia. We're going to be digging in a little more, a little deeper, just to find out a little bit more about the agency. And then also we will let Nicole uh, highlight her event that's coming up. Uh, we're going to start off with Karia. <laughs> Come on with it. Give me some. Yes, ma'am. Well, the agency is going to be called A Place to Call Home. Um, oh, it was, I'm going to share with this to you guys. Um, um, one day, um, me and my daughter, um, we were trying to figure out uh, a name of our company. And then I was like, okay, Kier, I call a key. I said, key, I said, mama needs help on trying to name this agency because um, like the first process, you know, you have to fill out the application and then you have to submit everything through the state. So um, trying to figure out the name. And so she gave me a few names and I was like, no, no, Kier, I don't think that sound right. <laughs> So um, in the back of my mind, I said, you know what? I think um, a place to call home would be a good fit for wow, the agency. I love that. And so she said, yeah, mama, that sounds dope. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds <laughs> yeah. dope. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So um, it's called a place to call home. And like I said earlier, um, I'm gonna, we're going to be providing services for, um, for people that want to be potential foster parents. Uh, people that want to become um, adopted parents as well as uh, respite services. And respite uh, services is just basically uh, the person doesn't have to be a foster parent. They can just actually be a babysitter. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know with a lot of agencies, they don't really pay uh, respite caregivers. Mm -hmm. What they normally do is um, uh, the foster parent that is requesting a respite caregiver, they have to pay out of pocket. So with my agency, I feel that it's, it's, it's unfair. So what I will do is actually pay uh, my respite caregivers for um, watching um, one of the children that's in the home. Uh, so we'll have respite, also kinship, as well as fit the kin. And so um, me and my sister, like, my, like I said, uh, she's been um, – with CPS for so many years. And so uh, we also uh, decided to maybe uh, provide like, um, of course, parenting uh, services as well as intensive um, trainings for foster parents because um, with a lot of uh, foster care agencies, um, they don't really properly train 
their uh, foster parents. And so that will cause a lot of investigations. Mm -hmm. And so with uh, our agency, uh, we're going to make sure that we provide them with intensive trainings. Um, if they have a child that, um, that is, um, have a lot of uh, health issues, we'll provide them with uh, those kind of trainings where they know what to do on how to care for a child that has a lot of uh, issues. Okay. And um, still working on it, uh, Ms. Carter. I know. That's okay. Uh, That's <laughs> okay. Awesome. You know, I, that, awesome. I, I think it's just, just hearing what the name of this yes, organization is just touches my heart. Yes, ma'am. Uh, because it's really, I mean, home. Yeah. I mean, just home. Yes, ma'am. And when we think about what's happening with these kids that we're pulling out that mm -hmm. has no place to go are they afraid mm -hmm. when you are taking them to an agency our agency is working with them and basically saying we're home you're home we got you that's what it's saying so I, I'm excited uh, we're going to allow you to give your contact information um, so that we the, our listeners can get in touch with you if they need to if they want to become a foster care you know I know you're working through that contract <laughs> yes. but we're coming back uh, but I'm, we'll come back to you in a little bit. Yes, ma'am. Okay, awesome. let's talk about your Miss Washington. Let's talk about what's getting ready to happen here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, in yes. in a couple of weeks, it, it yes. is um, Rel RAP Relatives as Parents is a coalition with many many agencies uh -huh. attached to it. That's huge. And several of us have um, pulled together, and this year. It's kind of sad, you know, it's going to have to be a virtual conference, but the needs that they don't That's stop. True. Yes. So we know that. And so we chose to figure out a virtual platform mm -hmm. to uh, provide the um, the conference. So it's our 14th annual Empowered Families Conference put on by Relatives as Parents, the RAP Coalition. The It's going to be Saturday, February the 20th, 2021. From 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. It will be via Zoom. There is no cost to register. Go to Eventbrite, eventbrite.com, and type in RAP Coalition. The presentations we will have, we'll, um, we'll have the following speakers, the, uh, the Office of the Attorney General. We will have the Department of Family Protective Services, and there will be a peer support. And these are all panels so that uh, they can speak. Uh, we can have several professionals on to speak in, with regards to um, to the needs. And we will also have someone to speak uh, regarding uh, mental health in the family. If they want to know more information, they can go to the Houston Rap Coalition at gmail.com to send any questions there. I'm sorry, for any additional questions, you can go there. We, we do have a Facebook page, and it is called Rap Houston. And so that's facebook.com backslash Rap Houston backslash. This will only be in English. There are many years that we have provided some interpretation for the Spanish population, um, but we don't have that capability this year. Uh, we are working to make this better and better and better. Okay. And uh, we just want to thank all of our supporters, all of the coalition, um, that, and, and most of all, all of the kinship families that, right, that right. they come every, there are some that come every year and they say this is their vacation because this is, might be the only event they can go to because we don't have the capacity for babysitters. What can we do to support 
this endeavor, your agency, what can my listeners do? What can our listeners do? What can they do? Is there any way that they can go donate? Is there any way that they can volunteer time? Um, right now, um, if they will go to our Facebook page, if they're interested in either of those things to volunteer time or uh, to donate, then they can go to our Facebook page and send a message or either send a message to Houston Rap Coalition at gmail.com. Okay. We're also, uh, to our listeners, we're also going to put on our Facebook, um, on our website, we're going to put a link that will take you directly to the agency so that you guys can go on and contact them. Uh, we're also on the website, also have something on here. So you can also go over and contact uh, Coria's uh, uh, agent, contact her as well. We're super excited about what's happening here. Uh, I don't want to turn this off, but I did promise my guests I wouldn't keep them here all day, you know, uh, I can keep going, guys. Y'all ready now? <laughs> but thank you all so much for your time. Uh, we're super excited. I want to say to Coria, uh, you are not just um, a young lady that has just happened in my life. You're like one of my children. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Awesome. I'm super excited, super thank excited you. to see what's getting ready to happen in your life. Uh, I want you to always call on me. I want you to call on the Love and Victory Show. I want you to call on LNV. I want you to call on VK. We are here for you. you. Uh, Miss Washington, I know that I have found me a new sister, a new friend uh, with a like heart. I am here for you. I am here for your Thank agency. You. you know, a lot of times we say, we tell people, call me if I can help. Call me if you need anything. When I say call me, yes. I mean it. Yes. When I say I'm going to help, I mean it. Um I believe that when you give a person your word, mm -hmm. your word should mean something. something so if there's anything that I can do, call me. Yes. I Thank got you. you. Thank you. Right. Well, I would like to volunteer. Wow. Awesome. Look at this. <laughs> well, look at this. Awesome. this is, I mean, look. Awesome. Look at this. This is how that you is, bring it together. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, so do that I go is, on that the is website awesome. or do I go on Facebook? You can go to either, and then you and I will talk after this. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. I, I want to offer uh, my, my services to you. We'll talk and collaborate on some things. And uh, for the Love and Victory show, anytime you want us to come back, talk whether it's talking about rap, MCH, or uh, whatever we decide we want to talk about, uh, I will make myself available. Well, I'm super excited. She didn't know what she just volunteered for. <laughs> so this is the podcast that she speak that she, they are speaking on, as you know. But we will have them on the radio show. Stay tuned. Uh, we have more to share with you guys. So I'm super, super excited. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you.